Oh, that sounds good. It smells, man, my office smells awesome. Oh, my goodness. And I'm wondering why those freaking candle stores don't just uh, start carrying, like, beer, like, specific beer candles. That's a great idea, because if they want, like, husbands like to enjoy... Like heavy topper candles, yeah, right? If they want them to enjoy going to those stores, you know, husbands to go to the stores with their wives, if they had hop candles, I think that'd be good. For I me, to- anyway. I would totally have a hop candle in my, in my office. Oh, man, I'm trying to think about well, that right now. You know what? Now that I think about it, my office usually smells like cops anyway. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even need to light anything or risk burning your house down. <laughs> you just drink it. Uh, oh, man, right. it smells amazing. Yep. Holy okay. crow. Yeah, yeah, yep, it does. It's killing me. Putting my putting my cheapo Gerber pocket knife away. Mm, so I yep, don't know for whatever is, reason was sitting here on my desk. As a cheapo. Oh, I, it's because it's... Uh, Amazon season, or as some people call it, <laughs> Christmas season. Yes, it, it is. So, uh, um, lots of box opening. Yep. I was just opening a box before the show, and and, uh, and that's uh, it's been going on a lot in the last two weeks, and will continue, I'm sure, through the next month. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to open the box quick before the kid starts going, "What's that? What's in there? What's that?" <laughs> yep, and, exactly. And then you have all the little plastic uh, buffer tubes that they now. You know, it used to be bubble wrap, mm-hmm. and now it's like yep. these um, little accordions filled with air. Those pull tie things as well, you know. Yeah, my kid got test. bored with popping those, so that was it was fun for a little while. She did all the work of uh, getting rid of those. Now it's now it's up to me to stab them, stab them with your knife. Pop, yeah, with your EDC. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my hundred hundred fifty dollar knife for opening boxes. Yeah, that's what I use mine for, and it's was more than hundred fifty. <clears throat> what are we drinking today? Uh, we are drinking a delicious beer from one of my like top ten breweries. I would say I really like Knee Deep. They Me make every, too. I, you know, I like hoppy beers. I like not just bitter, but like well rounded, great profile hoppy beers, and they make some good ones. And this they make is one some of, of the them. best I've ever had. Actually, there I think they have three beers. Three of their beers are in my top ten beers. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. We we could hit on what the what those are, but um, what are we drinking today? Well, we are drinking um, a beer called Hoptologist Double IPA. Yeah, and uh, this is something that I could only get on tap here for the longest time because oh, poor they baby. weren't. Yeah, I know. It's a cry for me, and um, and uh, I told the guy who worked down there whenever uh, a knee deep got on their taps to give me a text file, no, a text message rather. And so Dick. he did. And uh, that's the only way I could get them. Uh, the, other, the other time I had one uh, was up in New York, in Brooklyn with uh, our buddy Ken, yeah. who introduced me to uh, Hopperillo, which was amazing. Hopperillo. So if you're a hop head, you pretty much can't go wrong with almost any knee deep because that's mostly what they make. <laughs> it's, yep. it's super hoppy beers. Uh, Breaking Bud is great. Breaking Bud is fantastic. Simtra is, Sim- is great. Hopperillo, you mentioned yep. um, the. Then they also have a Citra Extra Pale Ale. That's not uh, that's not my favorite. Lupulin Rivers one. neat uh, is a is a neat variation by them because it's not super bitter, but it's very green hoppy flavor. flavor I've never had that it. one. I've never even seen it. Yeah, lots of 
lots of interesting things going on there. I love that one. And then hop shortage I've had before. And oh, never had that one either. Wow. So yeah. they've had some really, they have some really good beers. This one actually, um, as I said, I'd never seen them uh, here uh, in PA, but I was down in North Carolina for Thanksgiving and they were selling them there. So I brought some back up so that we yeah. could do a show about it because man, stuff. they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they they have like most of their stuff for what I would call doubles, even double IPAs. Even though they have, they call them triple, and I think they have a quadruple. Really? What they call a quadruple IPA or quad IPA or something like that. I've well, never I'm, had that. One. I know their Simtra is potent. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Hop Shortage <laughs> is one they call a triple IPA. Ah. Oh, okay. and and Simtra they call a triple IPA. Yeah, and and uh, that's that one they had on tap, and boy, all good, all great, oh, amazing. Look yeah. for Knee Deep out of California, so maybe you can get it, maybe you can't, but uh, hard to go you wrong. Want to know where all the hops are going? There you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Knee Deep consumes like half of them. Yeah, um, and puts them to good use. Uh, so let's taste this thing. Oh, I, mm-hmm. man, is that bitter? In a good way. Yeah, it's like 102 IBU. Yep. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah that. Hoptologist is more of the, what are we going to stick with the West Coast yeah. naming? So it's like West Coast IPA where it's a mouthful of bitter that lingers for a really long time. You still get it, plenty of pine in it, but yeah. it's mm. super bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's bitter. It's very mm. hop forward. It's got a... But a, it's, oh, it's, so it's got rich. Some, it's yeah. sweet. It's it's got enough sweetness there to make the the bitter worth the investment. <laughs> and and while we do go on about this thing, if you don't like hoppy bitter IPAs, avoid this at all costs because this is like the ex- this is like the personification of all you hate. If you unless hate you like beers. woodworking, you can use it to varnish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is so good. Oh man. Um, so uh, gift shopping makes me bitter. By the way, fifty degrees. Oh, mine's probably around that too. Probably around 53 or 4. I think that's what my beer fridge is, and I just brought it up. Um, so like I said, uh, beer sh- uh, yeah, Christmas shopping makes me bitter, like this beer does. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about gift giving. <laughs> I don't mind Christmas shopping now. It mostly involves my computer, so that's that's not too bad. Um, I was going to ask, how do you do your Christmas shopping? And you've kind of answered it there, but I, are there other I things? I hate going to stores because... I don't know. Bad memories of being a kid, people? being dragged to to the mall and people, and you never know if it's the if it's a good price or not. It's really hard to price compare unless you start writing crap down. That becomes like a huge investment of my of your of my life. So yes, yeah, I do it online. I do Etsy and Amazon, and well, and then there's shops that just carry like cool toys and stuff like that online. So I, I shop there for my kid. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. I, uh, Blue Nile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've only shopped there once. I still yeah. get eight emails from them a day. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. I used to have a lot of fun shopping for the kids, uh, but they've gotten older now. And um, now they just want money. They want money. Yeah. They want money because they're building computers. And, now that the computers are almost built, now they want computers to uh, money to upgrade their computers, as as happens all the time. And so you know, upgrade their video card. And they're no longer the game. They're no longer game for that. Oh, I'll just 
hand down my old computer. No, no, no. <laughs> now, they want, fact, now they want a better computer than what dad gets. So. Well, I don't have uh, I don't have a PC. So oh, and they want to do PC gaming because of all the Steam games they can play and all their friends have, you know, uh, Windows computers. So um, I was like, if you want a Windows... I said this to my oldest son. I said, if you want a Windows computer, I'm not making it for you. So I'm done with Windows and I'm done with PCs. And so he did all the research and he used, uh, if you're considering buying gifts, uh, PC part picker is what they use to basically build the entire PC and it tells you where to where to order everything. Oh, nice. You just kind of like go in and decide on scoring or like what you want and then they tell you what parts exactly exactly yeah. yeah and then and then it tells you the That's cheapest convenient. place to buy it oh my gosh imagine <laughs> you and i used to probably just pour through computer shopper uh, uh for a week computer shopper that was i loved that stuff when i was a kid oh. all, all the all the ads and uh, they, well, were look at- they were actually fun to like figure out what the heck i wanted i would actually uh the person I was with at the time would always be baffled that I'd spend so much money buying a magazine that was 99% ads, but she didn't realize that that was why I bought the magazine, is yeah. all the technology that was coming out that was new, it came out, I think it was weekly, right? And so it was like one of those like old news. That was the only way you could find things. anything out. Uh, we're yeah. we're totally we're we're off the tracks by long ways, but this, this are, is but fun. I mean, that was the only way, and that's one of the downsides of shopping online honestly is i have programmed myself to avoid all all advertising so i kind of so don't even know what's out there now unless i go to the stores and browse aisles which no I hate. I, it's it's exactly the same problem i have is is you know my kids are talking about um when they wanted they want money to buy these upgrades i'm like I don't even know what the latest video card is if I was going to buy it for them. You know what I mean? Like, And so I'd be afraid I'd get something that would be like the lame video card or something because it's not compatible with most games that they want to play or yep. it's you know the one that, that is the model before they when they want it or whatever because I'm not on top. And to get on top of all that PC tech stuff, it's just a mountain to climb at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I'll stick with Mac games, uh, yeah, and we I all know what that know how, is. I don't even know how you go about building a new PC now. So I guess you're telling me you, you go to <laughs> yeah, this site that tells you picker, yeah. you want to you want to build a badass gaming machine. Here's what you should probably get. Exactly. So. Yeah, and you can tweak it back and forth, and you can adjust things, and then it just tells you, okay, here's your shopping list. Click here to buy all these things, and I'm sure they get affiliate, you know, kickbacks and stuff. But that's great. Sweet. Um, so that's that's actually uh, all right. So what I, I buy for my kids? <laughs> I thought we would do, we would you buy them cash and say cash, here go yeah. online. You, you what about everybody else? Do you do you uh, do you buy gifts for other people? <laughs> uh, are, are you a gift giver, Jeff? I'm not really a gift giver. Um, <laughs> you could probably guess that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of this wrestling match of of like the whole consumerism thing drives me crazy we were uh in north carolina over thanksgiving and i was watching commercials on television i'm gonna smack you so hard after this go go finish (laughs) go finish and it was just all the ads already were for black friday and cyber monday and it was just crazy how it was all focused on that stuff and yeah it's just uh how do you how do you get a hold of an atwood uh, an Atwood well, bottle opener. An Atwood. I looked on the internet, basically. Yeah. And uh, how do you know when they're available? Oh, 
Uh, I don't do what you did, actually. I think I got really, really lucky because I went to a site on a website and they had the exact one I wanted and I bought it and never realized that they were so hard to get. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to give you give you a little rub about the consumerism among the nerds who monitor oh, websites for the availability of bottle openers. <laughs> yes. That is something that definitely exists. Or, I mean... Uh, mass drop and the keyboards that they yeah. offer, which I'm now uh, typing on because I bought something from there. I mean, th- th- there's there's no escaping I, I, it. But, I'm only uh, giving you crap because I I give myself equal crap because I find the whole like waiting for Black Friday, getting up at 2 a.m., waiting in line, like that baffles me, and I start to go down the road of like there's something wrong with those people, and then I think about the <laughs> like the hoops I jump through to order an iPhone. Yeah. Or, well, that's true. Know, or to, to like get an Atwood bottle opener or any of that kind of stuff. I'm like, I do stupid crap all the time for stuff I want. Yeah, but I don't see you, you know, wrestling somebody for a, for a $6 bath mat or something. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if, if shopping inherently involves violence for you, you might want to reconsider your priorities. <laughs> well, and I think that's what, what's getting me, like, overall, is that it's almost... Uh, it's encouraging that stuff, this this uh, frenzy they try and whip people into. Like, yeah. if you don't get there early, you're not going to get the deals and all that stuff. And they don't get that they're just, you know, drumming up that stuff so that you just spend all your money. And um, so I do buy gifts for folks. And, um, you know, it's it has definitely changed over the last few years, not just because the kids have gotten older, but because, you know, I've gotten older and I don't want stuff anymore. That's definitely changed my perspective on this stuff. But what do you what do you do to to you know like when people say what do you want for Christmas or the holiday season? Like, do you have a list of stuff? Do you do how do people shop for you? Well, I thought I thought uh, I thought it'd be fun to go through. I made a huge list of like things that I think are cool for. Look uh, what, what do I want. What label do I want to use? Your dorks. Nerds, dorks, geeks. Dorks seems mean. Let's say nerds. Nerds, yeah, I guess that's aspirational now instead of a. <laughs> I'm not saying aspirational, nerds aren't dorks, than, but I'm just yeah. saying. Um, so a nerd shopping list. Yeah, is what you're I like cool stuff that I like or that I think would be cool to get other, you know, other nerds. So I, I kind of broke them down in a, a few categories. See, see how you want to do this. Like, I are have these things one. that you already have, or things yeah, you want me yeah, to buy? Yeah, things you? that I can okay. vouch for. Okay. Like that's oh, a, it's not my wish list because, like, you know, there's plenty of things I want that will probably end up sucking when I get them. So I wouldn't want to recommend that to anybody. Gotcha. So these are all things I'd recommend if like somebody came and said, "Hey, you're you're a dork. <laughs> what can I get another dork?" I thought we said nerd. Nerd, whatever. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, labels don't bother me, man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> let's get past labels, man. Yeah. The, uh, all right. So so let's. Uh, how did you group these things? Let's see, I got house, like home stuff, like garage and uh, just like things around your house or whatever. Then I got like stuff for the kitchen because I do the cooking and all that. So like just some in all different price ranges, mostly mostly low cost stuff. Because I think like no one lives that life that you see in commercials where you somebody walks out and there's a bow on a car. I mean, come on. So <laughs> I, I tried, I tried never to seen keep it. it. I tried to keep it like. You know, in in a in a reasonable price range between five dollars and a few hundred dollars. Let's let's put it that way. Got it. Um so then I have like, you know, computer nerd stuff and then some books and just general stuff like that. So 
Yeah, and I've, I've done the same thing. Okay. Uh, I've made what some do you lists. Start with? Uh, well, I think we, we kind of covered one of the things in the last show, which is good and it's in a decent price range. And I've had a ton of enjoyment out of it over the last few weeks, <laughs> which is an Apple TV. Yeah, the Apple TV 4, whatever we're whatever it is the new apple tv the new apple tv and yeah. i think it's it's actually at a level now where i could give this thing to my parents uh i could give it to you know a coworker or something like that who um you know is into tech type stuff um and even if they're not into tech stuff it's easy to set up yeah and it's 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 awesome like i we we watch it basically every night because it totally. does everything that I need it to do with from we Plex haven't watched to, regular cable in in like since we got it basically my yeah. kid doesn't want to she now she knows how to, she we already talked about this but absolutely I, I my friend's wife contacted me said hey you're a dork what should what should I get my <laughs> husband I'm like get him the uh, the new Apple TV I know you yep. already have one and I know you've got that all set up and it seems great get the new one. He's yeah. gonna love it. Yeah, and and, and uh, on a note that's related to that, for people who are listening, um, uh, our buddy Chris in our Slack channel uh, posted a link to something called BeerGeek.com TV, which is a new app on the Apple TV. Oh, sweet! And it has beer documentaries. It has beer videos, <laughs> interviews with brewers. <laughs> yep. Um, it has tours of uh, like Cantillon Brewery in Belgium and West, oh, West Mall Brewery in fun. Belgium. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, See, that's it's, the future of TV right there, man. You yep. like a topic? Hey, you like knitting? Get this knitting app so you can watch everything about knitting. Yep. It's pretty darn cool. It, has a, it says 100 videos and 40 plus hours of content. And it sounds like they basically curate other content. Uh, one of them was... Uh, a documentary that you had recommended to me called Craft Beer. So that's on there. Yeah. Uh, so there's a ton of stuff that's on the there. That's only, so. when I asked my kid what what movie does she want to watch, she says, you pick just not the beer movie. <laughs> that's the beer movie. Because I, I sat and watched it one time and she, it was, it was like, like, like the worst torture yeah. ever mm. for a little kid. The TV's on and you're watching a thing about beer. Yeah. Like really. That sounds awesome, actually. So, yeah, just search for Beer Geek on your Apple TV, and it'll, okay. it'll be an app, and it's pretty neat. So that's another thing, like, if you're a nerd and you're yeah, listening to this show. Yeah, I think we both agree. Show. That's, like, very <laughs> top of my list for the price range and what you get out of it. You got yep. any other, like, TV-related, viewing-related um, stuff? My list I is huge, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I, I kind of saw a 20,000-foot view of your list, and it's... Yeah, it's a lot. Um, is there other stuff related to TV things? I, I don't know if you can give a Plex Pass as a gift. I remember reading hmm. that you could um, on their website, and that might be something. Uh, I, I think Plex yeah. continues to baffle people who... Yeah, that's uh, not a normal yeah. kind of thing. That's that's less but, super nerdy. But, it, but I've had a few people who are kind of on the fence but didn't want to pay for it. And yeah. so it's like, you know, if you're looking for a gift to give somebody and you know they have an interest, that might be something that uh, that you could do. Um, what about things that you watch on TV? Are there like uh, DVDs or Blu-rays yeah, or anything? Yeah, I have a good one. The um, For the first time, the collected works of Miyazaki on Blu-ray is out. It's huh. only available through Amazon. By the way, all this stuff, show notes, affiliate links, 
yeah. What, yeah, whatever. Like it's they're in the show notes. Don't worry about writing stuff down while you listen. Uh, but Collected Works of Miyazaki on Blu-ray. It's about two hundred bucks. You can only get it through Amazon. But it's everything, including things that people probably are unaware of being Miyazaki. And it's like a gorgeous box set. I I have it, and like everything's done right. Nice images and details about the discs and extras. Well, when you say for for those who don't know, what we're talking about what has Miyazaki done that people oh, may well, know. My of? neighbor Totoro is probably the the most popular. People see that. Yep, that's meme, a big one. Spirited Away yeah. is a big one. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. They're all uh, awesome. They're if, all really whether you good. got kids or not, I mean, they're, I think they're fantastic. They're not like the typical kids cartoon movie where there's like they're trying to teach you a lesson, or you know, there's there's very specific in your face ideas they're trying to communicate. It's really like there's rarely a good guy and a bad guy. Uh, and there are there are big ideas. Yeah, that they're but they're not beating but over the head from with it. like being a kid right like mm-hmm. the idea of being a kid is like everything's confusing and scary and messed up and you don't understand how stuff works and how adults act and what your place is and that's kind of like they're they're from that perspective all the time and i think if you uh there's some of the other themes that depending on which movies you're watching there's themes of conservationism and all that kind of stuff like even a lot, there yeah. uh, i'm not going to get into like i read a this isn't a good gift idea. It's a it's a book of collected essays and articles and interviews with Miyazaki. And oh he, wow! You know, he, um, even there were things I thought were really blatantly like this is about conservation. He says outright, "No, this is about the conflict between conservation." and our convenience Mm. and that there really aren't good sides and bad sides in most things that it's like, you should be able to see the good and bad in everything. Like everything has a consequence. And I loved that. That was like, that's sums up why I love Miyazaki stuff. Well, it's also why you can return to those movies over and over again and see different stuff and think about them in different ways. I've seen spirited away uh, probably a dozen times over the last However many years, ten years, fifteen years—I don't know. It's been a, it's been a long yeah. time since that's around, and every time I take something different away from it, and uh, every time it's like the first few times is a little unsettling, and then it wasn't unsettling, and you ask yourself why, you know, what? Did, why did he make certain decisions when he made this? And some of the detail—his movies are fantastic. So yep. I would I would awesome. second that one. I've and never have, seen you it. You don't have but to be great. like overly intellectual to enjoy them. Like you can just sit back and enjoy them. Good animation, fun compelling anyway anyways blu-ray set awesome 200 bucks pretty expensive so make sure you really like miyazaki first yeah, exactly. uh, which will be hard because you can't really get it on itunes or anything like that to watch them oh so, really i didn't nope didn't know that i had lame, the old right? dvds way back when and that's how i would see them yep. um but uh they've been lost in the sands of time pretty lame very lame um all right, more TV, more movies. Or you want to move on to another? Yeah, let's. Well, let me look through my notes here. I don't think there is anything about that stuff. But the Apple TV was the big one mainly because it pulls all that stuff together. No, nope, that's it. All right, how about uh, let's stick on the like the home life type stuff. You have anything for like the kitchen or your house or uh, the like one that? thing that I put for, put for my house, which I think is something that is 
uh, it's in the gift realm because it's not necessary, but it's something that we bought that I really found enjoy, made me enjoy being outside more is we bought this fire pit, fire circle. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, a, it was like a metal ring that's cut out. Uh, it looks like bulrushes all around, and it's about 12 inches high. And you, you know, you outside, you're sitting outside and you're burning logs or whatever. Keeps you from the, lighting your house on fire. Yeah, right? it's nice. It's just it, a but little it looks barrier. nice, and it's, uh, it, 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 it ages really interestingly, like with the rust patterns and whatnot. And um, it's one of those things that you don't need it, but it makes a nice gift because, you know, it's... Everybody <laughs> likes fire. Back. Yeah, everybody likes burning things. Why not? Um, so anyway, that's, that's the one thing where'd you that get, I Where'd got. you get it? I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a, it's a website, of course, um, where I tracked it down and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll include the link in the show notes. But it was definitely, I don't think it was super cheap, but it was one of those things that helped us enjoy our backyard yeah. quite a bit over the last two years. Yeah, so. nice. Cool. That's a good idea. Um, my turn? Yes. You want to you bounce back and forth? Yeah. I, I will start on the expensive end <laughs> first and work my way down. Uh, Sonos. A Sonos speaker oh, set. Oh yeah, pretty well, pretty I could nice. I used this a uh, couple couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you know, Sorry, I know you dude. did a whole show in that uh, <laughs> in in a previous uh, podcast, but um, I really needed somebody to give me the twenty thousand foot view of what Sonos was okay, should, when I was this, looking for a gift for my wife. The podcast is still out there. It is. It is. I it's listened to it, but it was when it first came out. Technical difficulties. You can yes, it go was. go look it up. We did a huge show, massive show notes written. By Potato Wire and Eric and I, and we love the Sonos. It's it's a cool speaker system that connects t- speakers interconnect um, through your Wi-Fi network or through their own. It used to only be through their own mesh Wi-Fi network, so you didn't even have to worry about setting up Wi-Fi at all. Now you can use it use your own Wi-Fi, so you can extend it more easily, and. They're not just speakers. You kind of program them with your audio sources like whatever, um, Pandora or um, Spotify or whatever. And you can then use an app on your phone or on your computer to tell the speaker to play from that source. And you can pick stuff. The nice thing is is if if somebody comes over and they don't have the app or anything and they want to just listen to music they can just hit the play button on top and it'll start playing whatever the last source was. that's interesting i didn't know that Uh, although there's a big uh caveat which is the thing that kept me from buying it uh, two weeks ago which is that it doesn't work with apple music yet that is a big pain in the ass (laughs) because because that is what i listen to literally everything on right now when it was beats music I, i use that almost exclusively and it was fantastic and worked the, the the other thing i'll say for sonos their app on ios is like the best music app i've ever used on my phone because what they manage to do is take all these disparate sources and put them into one app so that you I can go that. in and you can search and it'll be like hey i searched stone temple pilots uh did you know that's in pandora that's also in beats music did you, that's in your library that's you know and it hits all these sources that you've set up and says you can watch you can listen to these things from these places that was that's awesome that's so super convenient to not have to think about where do i want to go get it from i just want to listen to it yeah when i was looking at the screenshots because again i was um 
I was really curious. I was looking for something. And my wife has always wanted a speaker to listen to or music in the kitchen when she's cooking or take it with her wherever she's going in the house. And I thought, well, that sounds perfect for Sonos because I thought that was the whole goal after listening Except to Except for show. the Apple Music. <laughs> Except for so. And actually, it's really uh, lucky that I did the research because I, w- I had the Sonos in my car. That would be a total bummer. Here you Imagine. go, honey. <laughs> Nothing to play. You can't use it. Uh, there is, there, I'm it, sorry. Yeah, that would have been a big so bummer. So the, the upside to Sonos is you can add speakers over time. So like getting like the big, a big speaker would be about 400 bucks. So not, not a cheap investment at all. You can get smaller speakers for less, but as you add speakers, you can put them throughout your house in different zones and you can either create a, um, like a set of them so you can play your whole house at once. Or you can say like, just play this on the, on the speaker in my bedroom. That's and that that's pretty, sounded pretty cool. Yeah, it sounded really cool, and uh, we actually ended up getting a. Well, this is a gift item. Uh, we ended up getting a Bose speaker, which is Bluetooth, and she's been loving it because it has a little, like a little uh, charging station. But she can, which we keep oh, in the nice. kitchen. Yeah. But you can just pick it up and carry it wherever you want. Yeah, and so I have you a know. jam box for that, and that's that's super nice too. Yep, this is very similar to the jam box. It. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it, it actually fits exactly what she wanted. So she was in there decorating the Christmas tree this morning, listening yep. to Christmas music with it in the room. And then she... Sadly, was, that's how I've been doing it because Apple Music doesn't work on my Sonos. <laughs> so when I want to listen to Apple Music, I hook up my Jambox through Bluetooth. Yep. Whoops. But that so. sucks. <clears throat> that sucks because Bluetooth is great because it's really compatible with so many things. But if you walk away with your phone you know, drops out and that yep. stinks. Yeah, Sonos it does. keeps playing. It doesn't need your phone to play at all. That's really It gets nice. it over the internet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and every once in a while I'll be sitting in another room in the house and I hear the music stop in some woman's voice because it talks to you as like a, a computer voice going, music stopped in, you know, on iPhone because it lost connection or something like that. So I'm going to throw this out there. Be- it's not my, I don't have one, but I've used it through a friend and I know his whole family loves it, but the Amazon Echo. Oh, yeah. They I've heard love about that, that thing because they can say, Alexa, play blah. Sorry if you own an Echo because it just played music for you. Uh, and it, it works <laughs> Something great. Something blah, apparently. <laughs> they, they love it. They use it constantly. Um, and that will also get me to a tangential category of digital. You can get somebody an Amazon Prime membership as a gift. Oh. You can gift an Amazon Prime. It's 100 bucks. I didn't know for that. a year. But think about what you just gave them. You just gave them music. You gave them video. You gave them uh, free two-day shipping. That is a massive gift for a hundred bucks. I would say. I would say you're right. And for those people who don't have it yet, they're probably saying, "I don't want to spend the money." Exactly. On that. And I you don't just need, uh, it for whatever. Them. I don't order enough to justify yeah. that. But once you have it, <laughs> oh my it goodness, it changes how you use Amazon. Yeah. It and does. I don't own Amazon stock. <laughs> I'm just going to say Amazon Prime is the way to use Amazon. And you get so much for that for a hundred bucks. I say that's, that's a great gift for anybody that is interested in digital content and you, you get, you know, storage of your, of your photos for free. Music, storage of music, yeah, uh, like a game library thing. If great you buy stuff. Games. Um, and then, you know, tied to that, of course, uh, is the Audible stuff, which yes, I know that you use a lot. Yes, that was on my list, too, was you can buy somebody an Audible membership as a gift. Um, 
But um, there you go. So, yeah. uh, so the other things that I've done <laughs> and uh, is, is in that similar vein is one of the things that my son wanted. He's into anime shows because all of his kids are, you know, his friends are into anime stuff. So I bought him a Crunchyroll uh, membership, which is similar. It's uh, all, a, you know, like unlimited Crunchy streaming roll? of shows, essentially, that are in the anime realm. And uh, oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Crunchyroll so, is like a video streaming service for anime. Yes, and it has oh, a, it has an app and a channel on you know the Apple TV. It has an app or a channel on you know, PS4, all of the things that you know um, iPad, all that stuff. So he can watch it on his iPad, or he can watch it on his phone. He can watch it on my TVs. He can watch it on his you know any TV he sits down at. It usually has a Crunchyroll thing, and and it saves your. It's just like Netflix for anime, basically. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, that is a good gift. That's a good gift for kids too. Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't nice. sure if he was going to like it, but uh, he, he and he didn't really use it that much at first. But I think he found some friends who would recommend things to him, and they all are on there, and he can watch all of them. And then that leads to other things, and he just yeah, he's getting a kick out of it. So that's a good one. Sweet, that's a that's a nice nice option. I don't know. whose turn is it. You, you uh, can go ahead if you want. I have I have tons of stuff all the way down to like seven dollars in this category. Uh, well, um, I have a whole page here, uh, very topical based on the, what our podcast is about. Beer is a really good gift um, if, if you're shopping Only for people really who like beer. if you know the person's tastes. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say you got to be careful. I've, had, I've gotten beers as gifts and yeah. been like, hmm, thanks. Yeah. This um, sour will all age this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you and I both got the, the Beer of the Month Club. Which is very hit or miss. Eh, not, mostly not miss. great. Mostly miss. Um, I wouldn't. Re- that's one that I wouldn't recommend. Actually, um, oh, we're anti gifts. Yeah, that's an anti gift. I mean, I know that it's one of those things where it seems like a good thing because somebody'd be getting gifts recurring and stuff like that. There's a few things that are not that great with it. One is over the winter I had two shipments freeze, which is a bummer because frozen beer. Not good. Luckily, none of them broke, but um, yeah, you know, that's a out. concern. Um, the, the beers that they send you are never really the brewery's best work. Um, and so you end up with maybe some okay beers. Like I got some good Uinta beers I really, beers and I really stuff. question how the beer clubs, what their business model actually is. I think that they probably make most of their money off of distributors trying to clear stock or that's something. That's what it seems like, yeah. So I was getting things like black IPAs from Uinta, which obviously they're not known for, but they were good for a black IPA, but I never I buy black bad, IPAs. That, that, could, that seems super cynical, but I never really liked the selections that they sent. And as I learned more about beer, I was like, oh, this is actually like a crap beer from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not Peroni, but it's it's also not a good beer from Italy. You're right. And so, uh, you know, that's one I would kind of avoid. But you're right. If you know the person, uh, the things that you want to, you know, maybe look at is, is you know, things that can age well, you know, stouts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I would say into stouts those and things. barley wines are, yeah. are good um, Is the things I would recommend. Um, wine is a good gift. Uh, whiskey is a good gift. So a Buffalo Trace whiskey or Blanton's whiskey are not, they're in a pretty good price range where you could buy them as a kind of a casual gift for people yeah. and they're really high quality, really If they tasty. like whiskey, yeah. If they like, even if they don't, you should buy it. They'll, they'll learn to like <laughs> it. And use it to preserve um, something. Yeah. Disinfect. Uh, disinfect things, right. Rub their, you know, their woodwork down. Uh, wine is a good <laughs> easy, gift. Easy. <laughs> um, uh, 
reds that age well are, are are good, and as well as you know, I think they're good cold weather wines and you know holiday season. You know, be a great beer gift. Remember when we went uh, the Bigfoot vertical that you could buy? Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Like a six pack of Bigfoot, all different years. That'd Awfully be a really find, cool. Though. Well, unless you live near their brewery, <laughs> then you that can just walk into easy. their store and buy it. Yeah, do explain what that is because that's a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's just um. It was the it's a Sierra Nevada barley wine, Bigfoot, uh, um, and if you go to their brewery and their shop and everything, you can buy a vertical in a six pack where it's like two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You know, <clears throat> all those years in a single six pack. That's a pretty fun, I think, really thoughtful gift because it's like, okay, here's beer. These are all pretty much guaranteed to be good beer because it's Sierra Nevada and Bigfoot is awesome and uh, they age well and it's fun because it's not just like I drank it and it's gone it's like you're doing a vertical tasting of comparing all these years and how they aged out and how they were different from you know year to year yeah that is a good one um I wish I had bought a six-pack <laughs> when we were there um one of the things that I found was recommended to me um, for somebody who doesn't know how to make drinks, um, but is interested, there's a, there's a book called the 12 bottle bar, which, uh, you can get from Amazon. Um, and it's essentially, they build you up from, okay, here's, uh, one bottle that you should buy and here's the drinks you can make from it. Now here's, here's the next bottle and here's the drinks you can make with that plus the other one. Plus, you know, so there's this additive oh, cool. way so of teaching you. If you buy 12 bottles, here you go. You can make all this stuff. You'll have, yeah. I, I don't know. There's like 200 classic things that you can make from this set of 12. And they build you up using each combination until you're making stuff from, from all different variations of them. So You mean you don't have to make uh, um, artisanal uh, sugar cubes and <laughs> no. uh, rose <laughs> well, water and all that uh, Maybe. Stuff? I don't no. think so, though. No, it's um, booze. You mix booze together, you make exactly. good drinks. And it teaches <laughs> it you, you know, why do you use this? Why do they put vermouth and bitters and things? Why oh, do neat. you mix it this way? So so I think um, for me, it's it's cheap. It's like 12 bucks for the paperback book. So, you know, it's a great one for if you're looking for something to give to somebody It's a, a who doesn't really know how to mix drinks, this is a great one. No brainer. Oh, you brought up books. I have I have two books. Let's do books. We've talked about before, but I, I also have a question to you about uh, about books. What if... Uh, by Randall Monroe, the What If book, awesome, super fun. Oh, so you're asking me a question? No, no, no. That's that's <laughs> that's the book. Oh, that was that was yeah, that was good. unintended unintended humor. Um, <laughs> Most of no, the What If book do. is awesome. My mother-in-law picked it up. Who is a pretty? How do I want to describe this? Uh, picky reader about what she invests her time in, but also she really likes intellectual reading what if is intellectual reading presented in a really fun way if you've never looked at it you, you, there's a whole website dedicated to the what if scenarios of like what if the moon was actually made of cheese you know stuff like that what if everybody on the on the earth shined a laser pointer at the moon at the same time all that like it's cool because then he breaks it down into the actual physics and chemistry and biology of assessing what would most likely actually happen if if this if you were able to coordinate everybody at the same time to like everybody on earth jumps at the same time what would what would happen no oh, i love that stuff that's so cool and it's so fun and there's great 
cartoon stick figure art in it. And even my mother-in-law was enamored with this book. And I think I'm going to get it for her as a Christmas gift because she loved it so much. The hardback version is like 14 bucks, like, you know, nothing. And then I'll throw in the D text book by Cracked. <laughs> Remember Cracked magazine? Yo, I used to love Cracked. Yeah, so did I. Uh, D textbook is cool because it kind of breaks down like things you think you knew, breaks it down in a little bit more detail and like explains how you probably didn't really understand it or it wasn't really true or, you know, it's actually a slightly different thing. It's, it's a fun book with cool pictures and stuff and it's like 15 bucks. Um, That's a cool one. Because um, most books I would say are digital's just fine. These are ones that I would recommend as hardbacks because they're like good pictures. They're fun to hold and read and take with you and share with somebody else. They're it's definitely the kind of book you want to share with somebody else. Yeah, my, like, my kids would love that what if thing. They're always yeah. watching these YouTube channels that talk about science stuff and, and what if, what if, you know, like you said, if everybody only were earth jumped or all that yeah. kind of stuff, they would love that. Um, I have a book um, that's interesting, although very dense. Um, okay. It's called The Quantum and the Lotus. Hmm. Um, so uh, you may have heard this guy, Matthew Ricard, who um, he traveled with the Dalai Lama. He's like a, a Buddhist monk now, but he trained as a molecular biologist um, and, you know, did mole- molecular molecular biology uh, most of his life. And then he left uh, to study with Tibetan teachers, became a Buddhist monk, translates for the Dalai Lama, and he he met a guy who was born as a Buddhist and then eventually left that and became a scientist who worked at the California, California Institute of Technology and is like an astrophysicist and specialist on how galaxies are formed. And so they sat down and did a, a Q and a with one another and said, you know, explain this to me or what's your worldview on this. And it's this kind of conversation that goes back and forth around, you know, that sounds science fun. versus, you know, how the mind works and how how they both think the universe formed and really interesting stuff. What was that what was the name of this? It's called The Quantum and the Lotus. I want to see if it's on Audible because that sounds like a perfect Audible book. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, it's stuff about how you know the universe was formed. How does time work? How does our perception of time work? Uh, you know, it just really gets into deep stuff. But um, if you're into those types of scientific questions or just questioning things in general, um, that might be a pretty interesting one. Bummer, it's not on Audible. Oh boy, that means a lot of reading. Yeah, that would be a perfect Audible book for me of like especially if they get different voices to go back and forth oh that would be that's, good that's pretty cool but so any other books uh so let's get to my question for you <laughs> you could tell Uh-oh. me if this if, I, if this gift is an asshole gift i was thinking <laughs> about getting and we're you know we have the what a 17 plus rating so um i was thinking about getting my wife a copy of GTD, physical copy, <clears throat> maybe physical, <clears throat> maybe Kindle, but a copy of GTD and Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow. So here, here's my logic. Let's I'm not hear this. Just, just being a prick. <laughs> um, she, she just became an attorney, right? She passed the bar and did all the stuff, and she's officially an attorney. And one of the things we've always talked about is how most of the attorneys we know are completely disorganized. And you'd think that like what law school, 
would teach you would be like how to organize yourself, your work, and your thoughts, but not really. <laughs> like yeah. totally terrible at scheduling, terrible at organization. And that combination of those two books, I would think like if any attorney read those as part of law school, they'd come out so much more ready to deal with all this crap and, um, and, and how to, how to understand how people think, how you're, how you think yourself. I, what, what do you think? Is that being a jerk or thoughtful? Boy, that's a tough question. I mean, I, without knowing how she reacts to things like that, if it was just, it, I'm putting my myself in my own shoes and say, if I were to, give that to my wife. She's usually pretty organized, but let's just say she wasn't. I don't know. GTD, the book, depending on your attitude, has not aged very well in my estimation. And so... Well, the new new version has gotten better, but definitely I don't think it's kept up with... All the things you can do with, you know. With technology slash work environment slash work expectations. Right. Um, I do think, uh, I mean, I still use it as a way to kind of organize my tasks and things like that, but I've kind of diverged from it quite a bit. Um, So I'm, I'm just racking my brain thinking, how useful would it be to somebody who, uh, doesn't have any exposure or really interest in figuring this stuff out. Because I think most people know that they're disorganized, but they don't really know what they need to do to, to Yeah, the to interest part it. is the hard part to estimate. Right. Because everybody has interest in, like, making things suck less. Right. right. No, one, no one wants work to be harder than it is. But... Um, but do you want to read... Do you want to spend four hours reading about right. it? Right. Do you want to read a book that tells you other ways to do things when you're kind of just like, I just want to get my stuff done. Yeah. And if I have to do all this stuff, it's, I'm actually not doing things. So I'm kind of wasting time. Like in order for somebody to really want to do that, they have to know that things are broken to the point where they need to be fixed. You know what I mean? And yeah. if people are just kind of getting through the, their, their day to day and they don't think they need it. And they, ah, I just write it on post-it notes and it's been fine. The thing with GTD was it wasn't until I read about it that I realized I'm going to give this a shot because it might actually improve things. Like it wasn't, I wasn't in terrible shape. I had been actually to a project management training class before that, which was using a different methodology for tracking things. And, but it involved copying a list from page to page to page and reprioritizing things and very traditional task management. It wasn't till I was like, I don't know what originally spurred. It's interesting for me. I think it was, seeing OmniFocus spurred my interest in GTD. Mm. Um, And then I read about it and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to buy this software and use its methodology. Um, I don't think that's something my wife would do. (laughs) That's that's where I'm torn because my wife is similar to myself, um, not really pro self-help books kind of thing. Like thinks that it's mostly a scam and mostly common sense um, reframed with revelations or, you know, that. Yep. Yeah. I can't disagree there. So I, I, I don't know. I'm torn. I may just wait until after the holidays and say like, Hey, uh, you know, I just pick these things up for you. I'm curious why you've uh, included thinking fast and slow. Cause I actually, honestly, I own the book and never made it all the way through. I mean, it was recommended, Um, I guess by Merlin or something. And I started reading it and I was like, this is really interesting. And I forget what drove me off. That one's more about like, that one's not about an organization. That's uh, right. It's it's about about how you think. 
Well, I look at it like as a new attorney, it's about understanding how other people think mm, <laughs> is, okay. is equally important, right, to um, doing your job, right? Finding out, like understanding human, the common human weaknesses that we all share. Like there's very few people, if you're looking to think of fast thinking slow, it's, it's mostly about um, the cognitive disorders that we've evolved to all have roughly the same. And... Uh, like how we value things and how we, um, you know, look at um, comparisons of of things, and um, I just thought that would be a great, like if if you that can is stop a really and interesting think about one, yeah. it, it really gives you an advantage in in competitive work, in competitive in knowledge work is I guess yeah, that's a good, an good interesting way to describe one. I, I might. Do. I might want to go back and read that. I do think, yeah, you're right. Now that you're framing it that way, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a self help book in in any traditional sense at all. It's it's explaining why we evolved this way and what that evolution has done to yeah. I look how at it act. like it's not a self. It would be it would be like saying like understanding that alcohol affects the human brain is not the same thing as a self help book about alcoholism. Right. It, it's right. like one tells you these are the facts that we know. We can measure this by doing studies. And these are the things that humans all have in common with the way they view things um, versus, you know, hey, you suck at uh, evaluating what a good sale is. <laughs> right? That's that's not really what it is. It's mostly just like, hey, don't this isn't a criticism of anything, anybody. It's just this is how we measure things. As people, because we our brains take shortcuts so that we can think faster. Right. Yeah. Oh, I have to go back and re- finish reading that because it's, it's now cool. that I, yeah, it sounds really sounds see, uh, that, like, like there's a I can, I can I couldn't sell her on that like upfront to say like hey you should you should take twenty hours forty hours whatever it would take to read it. It's a big book. Is you know it's a long book. It's huge. Yeah. And, and that was the should, other thing. <laughs> you should take this huge amount of time and read this because it's good for you. Like that won't. Won't yeah, that's do it. that's like having a big bowl of broccoli put in front of you for Christmas and saying, "This will make you healthier. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> Trust me, you want this." <laughs> yeah, imagine doing that for for your kid. For yeah. a big bowl of broccoli and saying, or, "Enjoy this." Mm-hmm. That right. would go over okay. too well. So, um, I have a bunch of other things, little things in the like stocking stuffer things, and like the um, not to be like biased towards one holiday. I'm, I'm an atheist. So if you want to celebrate Christmas, it's, it's up to you. I celebrate Christmas because it's a fun family thing. I don't really care about the, um, the religious trappings. The, yeah. It's the, the pagan origins. Yeah. So, uh, I'll <laughs> it's just similar for me, you know, with being mostly Buddhist here, there's a thing yeah. called children's day celebrated strangely sure. enough, right around the same time. Oh, wow. And, Convenient. Uh, and uh, it's uh, just fun. Like you do stuff with your family. You get to yeah. take holiday cause most work, most jobs give you a vacation around the time. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to give gifts to people and it makes them happy. So stocking stuffers. Uh, I have some some cheap and slash odd ones that I think are actually pretty great. Oh, this should be interesting. Um, break-free oil. Like CLP break-free oil is awesome. I use it all over the place. I have it no is, idea what that is. It's just a little bottle of penetrating oil that you like your door squeaks. Put a little drop of uh, penetrating oil on it. Door won't squeak anymore. Uh, you just sharpen your knife. Put a little bit of this oil on it. Nice. It's, it's going to keep it, uh, you know, keep a nice edge on it. Um, it. It's really super handy. 
for a guy that's kind of a nerd. It's it's super convenient to have around, um, and it's cheap. It's like seven bucks. Um, Sounds good. I have a knife sharpener that you won't approve of, but I think I it won't. is the best knife sharpener to get a normal person. <laughs> it is the the Smith's knife sharpener, manual knife sharpener, um, with like adjustable aid, uh, adjustable edge, um, uh, whatever the angle on the edge, right. Works great, has ceramic and carbide, so you can give a knife a, a totally new edge, or you can just keep it sharp. And it's really convenient. It's small enough. I keep it in the in my knife drawer in the kitchen. And I just, I, I used to have a reminder that was basically sharpen my knives every three weeks. And now I just have it there. And when I pull a knife out, I'll just give it a quick, quick uh, run through on the ceramic edge. And um, it works great. And it's twenty bucks or less on on Amazon. So and awesome. if you want, so that's a good one. Uh, if you want to use a good knife sharpener, uh, there's one called the Sharp Maker by Spiderco, which uh-huh. is um, it's a little bit more advanced. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know exactly what this thing is going to has like rods or yes. sticks that you adjust. Yes, and, uh, yeah. That's why I say normal person versus um, a knife nerd, somebody in the knife community. Knife you community. Call it. There you go. Um, but it does really work well. It takes off very little material when you're sharpening and uh-huh. it, it will work with whatever angle it happens to be on the knife. It's not good for reprofiling edges. So yeah. you know, yours said that it will reprofile. Yes. Yeah, so this does not do that. Um, be also careful when you reprofile, by the way, you could totally hose the knife, totally hose the yes. knife. And if it's cheap knife, you'll know right away because <laughs> you'll, you'll just ch- take a big chunk out of the edge. Yeah. It won't be good. Uh, it won't be pretty. Um, related to knives, uh, there's a thing called a strop block. I'll yeah. put the link in there. Um, it's basically a piece of leather glued to a piece of wood and, mm-hmm. uh, then saturated or coated with a, um, Usually they call it a diamond dust. Um, yeah. It's like a it's like a chalk a, that you or, put on. Yeah, clay or yeah. whatever. And mm-hmm. you, um, it comes in various um, different grades. It requires but, some skill. Yes, but um, so, you know, we had an EDC show. I know there's people here who have lots of really expensive knives who listen to the show. So Stropblock, I've recommended it to people, and they make sure the person you're it. giving it to like actually. <laughs> knows something about what they're doing and yes. cares. That's that's why I'm throwing this out is like you don't have to be part of the knife community to have the Smith's knife sharpener. Correct. You just need to know I have a kitchen knife and I want it to be sharp. Like I want my tomato to not be like tomato puree. Yes. Um, I want it to be But slices. if you know somebody who has expensive knives and they want a sharpener, this is a really good one that's great. to yes. do that. Um, I, I would agree. I I have a nice advanced knife sharpener as well. Uh, but for like, know the person you're getting it for. Just like, like beer. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just like, yeah, great. Yeah. Just like the beer. And uh, one last thing for knives is yeah. um, a, 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 a hinge oil called Blue Lube, um, which I've gotten off of Amazon. It's made specifically for knives. It's like meant to keep dirt out and and uh, work well. I think it's made by Benchmade, maybe. Um, and so I use that like so at the same, whenever I sharpen my knives, I give a couple drops of this to keep the rust away from the, the inner workings of it. And Just it works keeps really it from well. oxidizing. Yeah. Because yeah. anyway. most people have knives, they don't actually use them. They just put them in a drawer and then they'll... And then they sit there. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, and you can you cover blades like uh, depending on what kind of blade steel it is. I use uh, like baby oil, you know, mm-hmm. um, to coat them if I'm not going to be using them for a while to keep rust from forming. So from real babies, from real babies. Uh, the <laughs> the last weird thing that I'll say, stocking stuffer, maybe not the last, but uh, in this category, cedar oil. This is a good time of year. You know, I put mothballs in like I'm a shed and I basically put like a pound of mothballs in there before, like, in, during the fall so that over the winter, the mice don't move in. They don't seem to uh, like mothballs, but cedar oil does the same thing for like bugs basically. And I used to shop for cedar wood thinking like, oh, Cedar keeps moths away, keeps caterpillars and whatever other little insects out of closets. Did you know you can, for 20 bucks, you can buy a little can of like super pure cedar oil. No. <laughs> and put it on any wood you want. Really? <laughs> so so there you go. That's my, and I think that's a cool one to give somebody that like, that's a thing they would care about because it's not obvious. And I found it by accident and I was like, I am so dumb. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'm, I actually am going to get some of that because I've spent the day so far winterizing our house, f- you know, doing these types of things like winterizing the barn and bringing everything in and locking it down and taking all the yep. lawn furniture in. And that's the time you want to put all this stuff out there. And it's like when you reassess where you live. <laughs> like, yeah. I have all this stuff that will break. Yes. And uh, it won't work come warm weather yes again. Um, yeah. putting in uh, what is it called uh, the gas extender life extender yep. stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah so that's that's a good one i actually might get some of that cool. stuff yeah well i guess i'll return yours uh, <laughs> all right i'm gonna close this this category and move on i have a bunch of stuff for the kitchen Okay, this should be if good. If you have anything, I know your wife is like the next level. Oh my kind goodness. Of like um Camille preparation. Yeah, she loves that stuff and I got some good ones on there. Oh, okay. Why don't you why don't you get going then? Okay. Why don't you start? I um, want to hear what you have because she just bought, I need some ideas. <laughs> okay. She actually uh when we were down south, um she had used one of those hand mixers, like a not a it's like a wand, like a mixing oh, yeah, wand. Like a puree wand. Yes. And yep. she'd never had one of those before. And she as soon as she tried it, she's like, I need one of these. So um They are you know, awesome. They are awesome. I don't have one. I've used one and I was same thing. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Easy to clean. <laughs> you want to make like butternut squash soup? You no. just put That's- it in a pot and you jam this thing in there and boom. It's actually what the first thing she made was uh, she'd been growing pumpkins all summer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so she made like a pumpkin soup. And it's amazing. That's the first thing and uh, easy to clean. Uh, it was on our porch when we got home from our trip to North Carolina because she was like, I need this as soon as I get home. That's cool. Um, so that's a good one. Um, well, what was it? What's the price range on something like that? I don't think it was think, too expensive, but she I bought it. it like so I don't know. a hundred bucks. I don't think it was that much, but it was close. It was close okay. to that. Um, so that's that's a big one. What do you got on your side? I'm going to, again, start around the, at the kind of like top of the price range. I will say uh, an in, instant pot cooker. Again, it'll be in show notes. It's somewhere between 100 and 200 bucks based on if you get it on sale. Um, it is a pressure slash slow slash saute cooker so imagine it looks like a kind of like a around like a big rice cooker it looks like a right giant rice cooker 
but you can program it to do slow cooking. You put the lid on and you, you flick this little thing over and it becomes a pressure cooker. I use this thing so much. It is so great. We actually have one of those that I was it's, telling you about. We use it to cook all sorts of stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because like, hey, I'm going to make chili. I'm, I'm going to do slow cooking. And, you know, four hours later, I'm like, wow, this is not even close to done. I'm going to do pressure cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, you just flick the little thing and boom, it, it's like it's done in 10 minutes. It's all pressure cooked. Well, you have something I saw on your list that I have always been curious about, but we've never done it because we don't eat meat really in our house. Yeah. Like not by my choice, but since I'm not doing the cooking, I'm not getting any meat. Um, yep. Sous vide. Explain that to me. That is uh, 165 bucks, so still in the, the high range. This is an immersion recirculating heater for for a water bath, basically. You take a pot, you fill it with water. Don't put it on the stove. Uh, fill it with water. Put this thing in. You set it to like a low temperature, like 130 degrees. Then you take your meat, like a steak, and you seal it. You kind of squish the air out. The best way to do it is kind of like dunk. Put it in a big Ziploc, like freezer bag. Dunk that into the water. Let the water push the air out of the bag. Then zip it closed. And then you just leave it in there to cook for three hours for steak. That's funny. It's three, like, this, three, like the exact hours. opposite of what you just talked about with the other thing. Yeah. It's, yeah but what but does it, it do for you? Why do you spend it, three it hours cooking a steak? super slow cooking um, so that all the, all the meat is really, really tender. But also, you never overshoot the done point. So I like rare steak. Um, of course and, you do. Right. So to get a good rare steak, you really have kind of have to know what you're doing, like on the grill or anywhere. Otherwise you're going to overshoot, uh, based on the thickness or how much marbling there is or whether or not your grill flamed up or whatever. The way this cooks is, you know, for a steak, what about 130 degrees, some, somewhere around there is like rare to medium rare. It will never go past that. Because the internal temperature never goes past 130 degrees because that's what the water bath is. And uh, when you're done, you take out this, you know, gray piece of meat that's basically cooked in your seasonings for like four hours. Quickly oh. throw it on the grill just to brown the sides. Right. And then the middle of it is exactly how you how you wanted it, whatever temperature that I is. I see. So it's a, it does it. It is gray and not really that good looking until you cook it on the stove. Yeah, you just kind of finish you still it have on to the brown stove. It. You have gotcha. to, yeah, exactly. You have to finish it. It's great. 165 you, can you cook bucks. Like a fish in there without having yeah, to oh, yeah. do the finishing. Yeah, yeah. You could cook anything in there. That's it's the cool thing. Like once you once you start reading about it, like I cooked eggs in it. Like I did like um, soft boiled eggs. They turned out great. The the trick is you kind of cook them uh, at a set temperature. The the yolk becomes almost like a gelatin and then you quickly set them with hot water you set the outside like, interesting you know 30 seconds maybe um to set the outside of the white <laughs> but then you have perfectly soft boiled eggs like you couldn't ask for them to be any better that sounds pretty awesome i actually am thinking about other ways that we can use this and actually for somebody like me who's terrible at cooking this might be really helpful right <laughs> it's actually it seems super advanced but if you suck at grilling you're all set because you will you just set the temperature of of the internal temperature of what you want to hit the meat at and then you're all set it'll get there so you can do chicken pork whatever um, the trick is 
like know the temperature for the time duration because it's like you need to leave it in there the right amount of time to kill all the bacteria. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, um, I used to make meat, you know, for my kids and uh, they, they like pork tenderloin and all that kind of stuff. And I, But I just don't really make it anymore. But this might be something that's easy enough and just you know get what? it cranking. It also sounds like a pain in the butt, but it's actually a time saver. You just quickly like put it in a bag, set it there. And it cooks for you all day. The only thing you have to do at the end is like quickly brown it. Right. Like yeah. there's not not a lot of like messing around at dinner time because it's already all been cooked it's already for done. you all day. Yeah. So you're yeah. just browning it to make it look kind of appetizing, but you don't have to yeah. worry about it not being done. Right. And yeah. all the flavors are like because it's basically soaked in whatever seasonings. Wow. Um, like you know, if you use fresh herbs and garlic and stuff like that, it's it's super intense when you pull them out. That's pretty cool. Um, one thing that we bought in our for our kitchen, and it was a big expense. So again, this is not something you're just going to, you know, run out and buy right away. Um, but we ended up getting one because I'd had people recommend uh, getting a Vitamix blender for years. Oh yeah, and. You know, it's one of these things where you're like, I, I don't think I need a blender that bad. Vitamix. Until uh, you get nin, one. Ninja's yeah, another Ninja's brand. the same one. Yeah. But it actually will, you can make and heat soup in it. Uh, we make smoothies oh, wait, in it. It heats? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it has a heater I, in it? I don't it? know if it's the friction or what, but you can put in regular stuff and pour out hot soup. What? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like George Jetson type stuff. <laughs> I felt like George Jetson when I saw it. You can also make things like cashew butter because it oh, just is such wow. a high, high yeah. velocity, uh, high friction thing. It's, um, it's like the Willet Blend thing yeah, where it's exactly. like got, it's got like a thousand horsepower yes, inside it. Exactly. It's got an outboard motor. And we had, uh, we had one that was, we got a used, not a used one, but they have like a, like a refurb or whatever. And uh, we had an issue with it not working well. And part this is always the thing. Like when you buy something that's high end and it has a good warranty, we sent it in and they just sent us a brand new one back. And it's worked that's awesome cool. ever since. So wow. um, there's different models. There's the G series, which is like the professional newest one. And then there's the, the other one. And like I said, they're not cheap. I mean, they start at like 200 Fifty yeah. bucks, three hundred yeah, bucks. A, that's a that's a gift you get for the family. Yes, and it, and it is you know it's one of these things where you don't know how often you'll use it, but once you have one, yeah, you know, my wife uses it all the time. Oh yeah, so. I use our we have I forget which one we have, um, but you know these high RPM blenders are all kind of similar. I use it to make smoothies for the kids, yep, or for the kid, kid. and and my wife. Um, <laughs> but also like milkshakes and we we ended up using it a lot, making jam, like yep. you know, our own preserves and things like that. It's now it's I'm getting cool. hungry. <laughs> drink drink some more beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm about halfway through this bomber now, so Oh, are you really? We better we better wrap this yes. up before I can't pronounce things. I know uh, I have a lot of. All right, I'll, I'll to move to the I'll move to the like the cheaper category. I'll skip over some stuff and move to like the cheaper category. All like right, the, let's hear it. Uh, 20 bucks. There are these nonstick pans. I really like T T fall to fall T dash fall. Okay. Um, 20 bucks. They come in a couple sizes. What I like about them is they're not like normal, um, Teflon coated nonstick pans that usually you have to worry too much about, uh, scratching them or the, the, the Teflon coming off in your food. These are pretty durable for the price. 
but they're also come in a variety of colors. So here's my here's my life hack. Life hack. Get the different sizes in different colors. Don't get them to match. Seriously. Oh, so that is a good when life you hack. open your cabinet for your pans, the green pan is the nine inch pan. That's <laughs> the a really red good pan idea. Is the twelve inch pan, and for twenty bucks, like for the biggest pan, it's kind of hard to beat. And if it you know, in a year, you're not happy with it or two years or whatever, how, however long, I don't know how you cook. Um, maybe you, maybe you <laughs> like to pound, pound tortillas with a rock in them. Probably um, not, but yeah. But you know, in a year or two for 20 bucks, just get a new one. Right. That That's pretty, pretty well, decent. You know, and they always say, um, for nonstick pans, you should replace them fairly regularly yeah. because the stuff that comes off is not that, good for you. That's what I'm you. talking about. But these these have a different kind of coating in them that seems to last a really long time. Um, and they have a nice little feature. It's okay. It's not the reason I would suggest buying them. Like, it has a red thing in the center. And when it becomes solid red, it means the surface of the pan's hot. Oh, hot that's enough handy. To, hot enough to, like, saute well, or sear or something like that. Put that in instead, the show notes. I might buy Instead them. of, like dropping a drop of water on your pan to make sure that it's ready you, it kind of self-indicates that's cool that's super cool um yeah if, if that's in the show notes i actually may uh i actually may buy some <laughs> because uh you know every once in a while you need to go through and replace that stuff and it's kind of nice to uh, for, for a lot of things my my new life hack is look for the cheapest version i can get of a thing that i use regularly like kitchen knives, I did the sh- the shun knives and the kin onion knives, and those are nice, but it is a real kick in the ass when you break a $300 knife. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can see that. Uh... It, it sucks big time. So I buy cheap Victorinox knives <laughs> that are super sharp and are just fine <laughs> and easy to replace cheap to replace. Uh, that's my new philosophy. That's an interesting one. I am slightly the opposite. Um, not that unless that's... it's like a, a mixer, a cooker, get, well, get the good one. No, I think about uh, knives. Um, I ended up buying, uh, my wife is always, well, you know, she's into cooking. So I thought a good gift would for her would be a good knife. And I got her uh, one of the Wusthof like chef knives and it was real expensive. Yeah. But it, she says it changed the way she cooked, and she uses it for everything. And uh, I can so, see I do have I do have expensive knives that I love. I don't don't discount that expensive knives can be better. <laughs> but I've also broken them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, if she had dropped the knife and broke the tip off or right, something, be I'd like, be bummed <gasps> out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in fact, we have probably one good one and three that are not so good. Exactly. But yeah. it, unfortunately for us, that does highlight how much better the good one is. Yeah. Because the other three true. are pretty much garbage when you're trying to use it compared to the other one. So it's always like, do you have the good knife? Oh, no. We have to wash the good knife. <laughs> I'd rather wash a knife and use the good knife. I'd rather well, I, wash it. I look it at it more it. like I pull out my really nice shun knife um, when... Like I'm, I'm doing specific activities. When I'm dicing really fine, I'll use it because it's got this nice curve to it. Right. I can rock it really easily. Um, if I'm cutting things really, really like thin tomatoes, um, I'll use it. Or if I'm hacking through a big piece of meat, I'll use it. But the rest of the time, cutting bread, whatever, chopping olives, doesn't. Man, I'm yes, getting hungry. Work a day. Still. I'm getting Damn hungry it. too. Um, <laughs> you have something on this list that I hadn't oh. thought to include. 
But um, when I faced a similar circumstance to use one, I was like, oh my God, I just saved literally hours of my life. And it is a leaf blower. <laughs> That's back on the home one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to leave without forgetting about that. I freaking love my that. leaf blower, man. <laughs> but I didn't... Uh, it, so... I was always like, I'll do it myself. I bought three it's, rakes. It's, and my kids are going to build character by raking things. You know, <laughs> we are going to go out and rake. I got to I got to say, never builds character. No, it doesn't. In fact, doesn't. with my broken shoulder, I can't bitterness. rake. So, yeah. so it was either, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen with that. So I ended up getting one of these leaf blowers. And yeah. to blow the entire yard took 20 minutes. It was unbelievable like, and i've had i've had a few leaf blowers i can tell you i've gone through leaf blowers don't ask what i'm doing with them <laughs> i don't want to know my personal business uh but i've definitely gone through some leaf blowers and the one i have now i love it's a backpack leaf blower by husqvarna not the greatest brand i know husqvarna now is making stuff in different countries and it's not exactly all the same quality hey fine 300 bucks this thing works and, it works and you, great and you put it through the paces right so that's the yeah, good thing yeah. about it i mean like I, live, I live in the woods <laughs> like all i do is collect leaves for three months in the fall um well for us it it's, does a great job yeah for, for me there's just a few areas of the yard that need to be cleaned up but there's tons of leaves and this thing i didn't know why they Which would one be did that you get? much better did you get the same one I think I did. Yeah. No, it's not a backpack one. It's, oh, okay. it's Husqvarna, but it's not, uh, it's like just a regular handheld one. Cause mm. it, I, I didn't, I got it two years ago and I wish I had the backpack one because of the whole shoulder thing. But, um, I that's was why able, I went that way. Yeah. It, exactly. it takes me like literally eight hours on the weekend to do my leaves every, every weekend. Well, and so, it was just too much without the like holding it. Oh, I bet. But for me, uh, it's not a big yard. We don't live in the woods. It it took us 20 to 30 minutes to do all the leaves in the entire yard, whereas it would have been hours and hours of raking. And just, you know, it would have been a hassle. So It's definitely one where I say, like, modern technology beats the rake, be beats yep. the old old rake technology yeah i didn't want to you know talking about gifts that's one of those ones if you want to make somebody's life easier that's definitely one for you know looking yeah. ahead to next fall yeah of course you could also go next level and just hire somebody to pick up the leaves for them <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> but, uh, yeah but what's, where's the fun in that you got to really love them for that um I want to hit a couple stocking stuffers in this category. Yeah, let's hear it. Because I have some cheap things. Uh, so I already did the pans. The, those are hard to fit in stockings, but whatever. Uh, Pappy's Moonshine Madness Hot Barbecue Sauce is... Oof, boy. It's going to change your world if you like spicy See, stuff. See, here's the thing. So I good. know what you think about spicy, because when we went on that trip... <laughs> You had like 10 versions of hot sauce, and I literally couldn't eat any of them. They were all too it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, this stuff's <laughs> yeah. hot. Yeah. Uh, you know, like my note says, $10, you've been warned. <laughs> Seriously, this stuff is hot. Yeah. Those are my notes for it. Yeah, It's and hot, but it's delicious. See, the thing is, if you think it's hot, I don't think I'll be able to even eat it. So Importantly, it just... it's available from Amazon. So, oh, okay. Um, Worth you, trying. You can, get it, you can get it pretty much anywhere. Good stuff, 10 bucks. Perfect fits in a well, stocking. Well, I'm going to take a look at it because my wife loves spicy food. My kids actually love hot sauce now. And, oh, there you uh, go. So, you know, we'll have to see. This stuff, it, I find that my wife, so my wife likes spicy stuff. She just can't tolerate it very well. But this is an aspiration for her. She always 
like tries to go a little bit more with it, a little bit more on her. Like we put it on burritos and we eat it with everything. Um, like it's a general condiment in our house and she always, she loves the taste. It's the after the afterburn <laughs> that gets to her. Pappy's moonshine <clears throat> madness. There it is. There you go. Huh. Um, one last one, which I think is a game changer in the kitchen, which is game changer. Um, Game changer. Cookina reusable cooking sheet. Uh, Super weird. So explain Uh, this. He's in foil for everything. It's basically like this. um, It's almost like a Teflon sheet, a sheet of Teflon uh, that is heat resistant. You can use it on your grill. You can use it in a toaster oven. You can use it in the oven. You put it down. So you may have super nice cookie sheets that are Teflon and nonstick, and that's awesome. But like put this on on it and then you actually don't have to clean those after you're done yeah that's a big one it's much easier to clean and it rolls up really compact and fits in a cabinet and they're cheap like 13 bucks and they come in different sizes i love it i (sighs) use it all the time like when i make pizza i put my pizza on it that's great it just slides right off uh my wife's latest thing um they're called flexible cutting boards have you ever seen these? Interesting. Yeah. They're, what are they're, they made out of? They come in like a five pack of these things. I don't know if it's Teflon or what it is, but they, they're they just like flexible pieces of plastic, essentially. And you can cut on them forever. And you can, they're easy because they're simply just lay them down on the countertop, use them, and then they wash off really quickly. Oh, great. Um, put those in the show notes. I want to buy them. Yeah. I'll put them in there. <laughs> like I hate cutting boards. Yeah. I really hate cutting boards. It's like. I, it's it's the most ridiculous kitchen item. Yep. And it also does things like um, if somebody you know is allergic to certain kinds of food, if you have like my blue cutting board is where I cut my X ah. and you keep that always off of the whatever normal cutting board, which then kind of like soaks up whatever you're cutting. So it's a way to prevent cross-contamination for people who are allergic oh, to Oh, nice. And like if you're, if you have a vegetarian, you're vegan. That's, yeah, uh, exactly. They appreciate if you go that extra minor amount of effort to not cut their salad on the same board. You just cut a big piece of meat on. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the ones oh. that my wife has have a little picture of a cow and a little picture of fish oh, and a nice. little picture of vegetables. So she knows. Yeah. Put those in the show notes. I totally, yep. I want those. Yeah, I will right. do so. I'll, I'll, I'll put them on the, hey, get me these. And they're cheap. They're uh, 10 bucks for five list. of them. Yeah. So Cool. All right. I want to move on to like computer nerd stuff. Oh, okay. Do you have a category for for that? Uh, not much more than what we already talked about. So I'm trying to, you know, I have some stuff, but you know, you go first, and we'll we'll go into. Well, that. let me let me start it off with one. <clears throat> sorry, that uh, it's computer nerd, but I just mean kind of like general nerdery. Uh, the Field Notes wallet and Fisher Space Pin combo, mm-hmm. I think, is an awesome gift for somebody who like either is super organized or wants to be super organized. I actually use field notes wallet as my primary wallet I have for over a year now. Um, I love it. It has a field notes notebook in it all the time. And I upgraded my Fisher space pin to the Fisher space pin X seven fifty. What the heck is that? Uh, Sounds super impressive. It's a slightly longer, slightly heavier version of the space pin. It has um, a rubber grip on it, so I find it just generally more comfortable. But it fits in for the most part. It has the same diameter as the fa- as the space pin, and s- you know, slightly longer when the cap's on. 
but it fits most places that a, a space pen fits. I just find it to be like this, the quintessential Very interesting. best version of the space pen. I have the the space pen that you sent me, and then I have the black space pen. I, that's a really good one, although um, I use a brand called Hellbrand Leather, makes a, a Field Notes leather case, hmm. and I use that. It's not the full wallet thing. All it does is it holds my notebook, and then it has two leather flaps on the side, and I jam my Fisher space pen okay. in one side, and, and it has this big oh, lump on it, but uh, okay. it's fine. You know. No, the Field Notes one has, has a thing right in the middle, right? has a loop to hold the pen on the outer edge. It's on the outer edge of the note, of the, the folio. And then it has slots. It has a couple slots for cards and some pockets inside. So like it actually does hold all my credit cards and ID and cash and all that stuff. Yeah. I remember seeing that and being mildly jealous of it, but it's cool. It's expensive. The field notes wallet is 86. What's your, uh, your hell brand. Yeah, let me take a look. Uh, I'm in the shop right now. Also, the Fisher Space Pen, this X750 is 25 bucks. It's not exactly a super cheap space pen, but it's it's super awesome. Let me see. It's 80 bucks for this. Uh, okay. For this around thing. the same. Yeah, around the same it's thing. An, it's a high quality gift, I would say. You know, you get for somebody that you actually, uh, you know, care about. Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm, I'm lying because they have card holders and things that will do the field notes, but they also have a field notes just plain. And it's 45 bucks. So, okay. you know, that's a natural leather and that's what I'm using. And I just, it's not um, ideal to jam the pen in because I have this huge lump in there on the top, but it, it works fine. I mean, the pen's going to be in there either way. I used to keep the pen, the Fisher Space Pen in my pocket with like, you know, my knives and stuff like that. But uh, I've lost too many of them. They just fall out of your pocket without the strap and the, the strap, the, um, not the strap, the, uh, what do you call it? A little clip, but my yeah. clips would fall off or break. So yeah, <laughs> eventually just started. The clips on those there. on those other space pens suck. The X750 has a built-in clip, which oh, I like too. Interesting. Well, I'll take a look at those because the space pen has been just a stalwart pen I've used for forever, and it's great. All right. So, what what do you got in this category of like general nerdery? General nerdery. Um, well, my wife bought me. Um, and I'm a nerd, so I appreciated it. Uh, an Apple Watch leather strap from uh, uh, one of the Leatherworks places. Uh, Hellbrand sells them. Uh, a bunch of people sell them now because they come with the the official Apple Watch lugs, uh, hmm. and it looks awesome. I mean, that's a, this is that's excellent. This is a good category because my wife has a watch, and I think she would actually really like a new band. Yeah, it's nice to have a switch. I had the sport band, and I was like, why do I need another band? This thing's awesome. I really like the sport band. But now that I have the leather strap, I use that one the majority of the time. And then when hmm. I go for my therapy or workout or whatever, I'll switch over to uh, to the sport band again. And having the switch back and forth is really super easy to do on the Apple Watch. And I like the way it looks. It's pretty cool. Hmm. So, how, yeah, You give me another one. Good idea. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to stick with... Uh all right, let me move into still semi-expensive. A good mouse. I really do like Logitech MX Master Mouse, the new one came out. I think it's cool. Uh, give them a little little card inside that says, if you have a Mac, also download Better Touch Tool for free, uh, which will give it extra superpowers. I think, Interesting. It's a, I think it's a cool mouse. It's really comfortable. I'm using it right now. 
tons of buttons. Uh, every nerd will like it. If they install the MX software, they kind of, from you know the very beginning, get superpowers of like how to switch between spaces and do ec- all kinds of extra stuff, scroll horizontally and vertically. And I really like the MX series for the free free scroll wheel. I've used the MX series for... I don't know. It feels like it's been 10 years, like however long they've had that free spinning scroll wheel. I've loved it. it it's cool. That is um, cool. That's about 80 bucks. So that's still on the, the high end. I'm not but... a mouse guy. I use a touchpad. So I understand hmm. um, that my kids will, they look at my touchpad and roll their eyes because they're, they're game nerds and they're computer yeah, nerds now. So yeah, can't do that. Um, one of the ones, uh, this is another nerd type thing, um, depends on what your, your attitude is, but the, um, the, the col- field notes colors, uh, thing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. It goes um, with the wallet. It goes with the wallet. You can, you, know, you get three or four, I think four packs. What's the, of, member, what's the membership run? I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up right now. Subs. I want to say a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. I'll look it up right now. A uh, hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and they send you in addition to the books, but they send you other stuff. Uh, they send you yeah. pens and this little chachki type things, but um, it's kind of nice. And if you're looking for something in that price range, it's pretty darn sweet. Uh, if somebody likes field notes, it's, it's one of those things that I think most people, unless they're really, I don't know, what, what is there? Is there a German word for people that are really into n- notebooks and pens? Oh, I'm unless, sure there unless is. Unless they're one of those, most people won't feel like spending a hundred bucks on notebooks is a good investment. So it's a good gift in that regard that they don't have to know how much it costs and then they get a bunch of like pretty nice little like notebooks that they can use. And if you use them like a normal person, I found a year's worth of, of notebooks is plenty. Like I have so many notebooks <laughs> yes. stocked up right now that I, exactly. that I only did it for a year. And, it, you know, you do this every three or four years and you'll stay stocked up in field notes books, which, but, uh, you know, they're pretty useful. Here's the pro tip. You don't have to get membership to give people field notes. That's you true. Can go on Amazon, and you can actually purchase old versions of the field notes, including the awesome black ones Pitch with black. dot grids. Yes, that's my favorite ones. So you can get a lot of them. There's some you can't get through Amazon, like the really limited release ones. I bet you can't get the ones that were made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome, all, by the all way. All papers made out of wood, but uh, these have like an actual really thin grained wood. Veneer of wood, yeah. Yeah. Those are cover. really cool ones. You probably can't get those, um, but you, like the beer ones. Hey, it's a beer podcast, right? You can get all the beer ones still on Amazon. Nice. I did not so know that. I bought a bunch of extra packs through Amazon. So if you don't want to go full 100 bucks in, Spend like 20 bucks and get them a couple packs and yeah. throw those in the stocking. Yeah, you can get some Pitch cool. Black Edition three-pack dot grid ones for 10 bucks for a three-pack. So, you know. Yep. And those are my favorite ones. Those are the coolest. Yep. All right. Let me go Let me go to the cheap end and the weird end. E-cloth. <laughs> you ever heard of an e-cloth? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. What the hell is so, an e-cloth? Do you wear glasses? Do you, no, do you I buy don't. sunglasses? Okay. You ever see like uh, one of those cloths that come for cleaning glasses? Yes. Like comes with your, if you purchase new glasses or you get new like nice sunglasses, it comes with a like a really fine threaded cloth that is great for pick, for getting oil and smudges off glasses. So an e-cloth is, well, the e-cloth pack is like a couple cloths 
Um, one is for removing smudges and the other is for like cleaning your computer screen, but they're big. <clears throat> they're like, um, oh, what, what do I want to say? Like 10 inches by 10 inches, something like that. So pretty significantly large. You're not going to really carry it in your pocket. But what makes that great is like, I keep one in the center console of my car. So I can like quickly clean my windshield or I can clean my sunglasses or clean my regular glasses. I also keep one in my bag and one in my desk drawer. And it's just like really convenient because they're not so small you lose track of them, but they're big enough like I can clean my computer screen really quickly. That's nice. Actually, I kept... um, It's like 15 bucks. Yeah, I don't have a big one of those. I have a small one, but I keep it next to my monitor at work. I keep it next to... I have a little one that I keep next to my monitor here. So yeah, I definitely get why that was a a good idea. These are like full, bigger than a washcloth size, which makes them... I, what I think is is like the superpower behind them because you don't have to like sit there with the little corner of it and like try to clean the whole screen with the little corner of a tiny cloth. You just grab it and use it like a washcloth. So that's cool. I think I like that's it. That's a good one. 15 bucks. Mm. Yeah, I'll put that on my list because I can see that being useful. Um, that's all I have, actually. That's all I'm going to buy for hmm. people. Uh, all right. <laughs> what else all do right, you have? Well, I can throw in a couple more. Let's see. Um, if you know anybody that has like um, a laptop and they work directly on their laptop, like type on the laptop keyboard and use the laptop mouse. And that's how I work. Get the curb laptop stand. It's only six bucks. It's just a, a long, like triangular piece of rubber. And it props up the laptop very slightly, but enough that the edge, the front edge of the laptop doesn't dig into their wrists. (laughs) So for a few bucks, you make their life slightly more comfortable every day. Yeah, exactly. Slightly more comfortable. That's my ideal of a gift. Yeah, you know, those are, those are good ones. The things that probably people wouldn't buy themselves. Yeah. But you're. And they wouldn't even think to look for it, but it's just a little wedge that goes in the back. And like, I have the glow in the dark one because. I mean, of course you do. If something's available in glow in the dark. That's what that's what you get. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'll put on the list. It'll be in the show notes. But like a car mount for your phone, or oh, you know, that's a pretty a good decent one. case for your phone. Like a you know, just stuff like that. Those are things that people tend to settle into and don't change much. So getting a gift gives them a chance to try something different. I love that idea. Actually, you've given me an excellent idea for getting something for my wife. She. Um, has a terrible phone mount for her car, and <laughs> what is what is it? My wife too. I don't know, I, but it's like you know, it's just for your phone. What's the big deal? And yet it falls off all the time. Yes, or her phone slips out of it, shooting this down. Is the same argument I make when I'm like, why don't I just get you a new phone carrier? No, this is fine. Exactly. Like, but your phone she... just fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not fine. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens with me. So you know, I think uh, doing that would be really good. Um, but, you know, if she gets a new phone someday, then you got to worry about that stuff. So, you know. All right. Last one. Yes. Since, since Christmas is also, Almost also winter. <laughs> um, our, our show went so long. It's, it's, yeah, it's past yeah. Christmas now. So, oh, well. Oh, here we I Gift ideas for the spring. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> a pretty, like a seriously warm jacket that is not going to break the bank. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, Carhartt arctic yukon jacket oh so if you see construction workers that build big buildings in the winter time which we have here in in the boston area they build these giant 
buildings all winter long, you'll notice they all seem to wear the same kind of jacket, right? They're all wearing Carhartt. And the Carhartt um, Arctic Yukon is like quilted. It's it's like ballistic um, nylon on the outside, so it's waterproof, but also kind of like windproof because of that. And it's so crazy warm without being without being a six hundred dollar jacket. Yeah, right? that's uh, that's the thing. I actually bought an expensive <laughs> hoodie that's windproof, um, and it has it, it has all the pockets you could ever need. And, uh, but it was, you know, it was like 200 bucks. Like, yeah, this is totally utilitarian. It's got very few pockets. It's, but what it does have is it has like elastic, um, cuffs, but they're the, like the old school, nice, thick, wide elastic cuff, not the kind that like feels uncomfortable. (laughs) They're like nice. And so it keeps all the wind out and it also has a hood built into it. Um, that's also quilted and padded and everything. And it's got a couple pockets, but it's not, it's, it's definitely just like put this on and wear other stuff under it. But this is like the bulk of what's going to keep you warm. And I, I got to tell you, it's, it's pretty awesome. I love it well, for a hundred bucks. And for more than a hundred bucks, um, for the next couple of weeks, I think, uh, if you want Patagonia gear, they sell the previous year's gear at the beginning of December for 50% off. Oh, wow. So it's, there's certain items that you can go there and get for a deep, deep discount if you're interested in Patagonia. Oh, that's a good, that's a yeah. good life hack. Life hack. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I like Patagonia jackets and they're, they're really, really expensive. All right. I think that's that does it. Everything else that we didn't talk about will be in the show notes. Yes. I put tons of tons of crap. I put toilet bowl cleaner as a stocking stuffer. So if you want to find out what I'm talking about, that's in the show notes. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say if you want to find out what it's like to have an angry wife. Have a t- <laughs> toilet bowl yeah. cleaner in, in your stocking. <laughs> if you want a really great photo for Christmas morning. <laughs> Yeah, this like is the, your photo op. The, the, you put the, you put the 21st century version of coal in the stocking. Yeah, There's something yeah. to clean the bathroom. Oh, man, nice one. this is a good toilet bowl cleaner, though. <laughs> that is not something I hear very often. Um, <laughs> you know, it's also good. Hoptologist double IPA. Which you I've had way too much Hoptologist at this point, <laughs> what did, man. What did you rate this? This was a long show. Long show. A lot of beer to drink. Oh, I think I rated this a B plus. Did you really? This is an A. I just don't know if it's an A+. Let me look at my grades. Hoptologist is an A+, second only to Fofoon by Brasserie Cantillon. I have this above Hetty Topper. Wow, really? Yeah, this is like, I had this as my favorite, one of my favorite beers of all time, which I was so happy when I found it. At my top five at this point has Hetty Topper and and this Hoptologist. And um, uh, we should probably talk about how grades change over time again. Yeah. Um, so th- my so here's my thing with it. It is delicious. Yep. It, it is definitely good. Uh, my complaint is it's not got as much hop flavor as I would really like in a double IPA. It's got too much bitter. Hmm. So the 102 IBU kind of blows it a little bit for me well, and, and reduces the score or reduces my so if i walked in and they had this and like lupulin river i would probably choose lupulin river interesting so it's just more flavorful it just tastes better so here's my thing um i 
had this first at the pub down the street, and it was better than this bottle. I, maybe because it was on tap, there was something like transcendent about it. Like it was like amazing. I can believe that. I think that um, tap the being on tap reduces the bitterness of beers for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's the the carbonation it or the extra creamy, head. It's it yeah, so it creamier, yeah. and the hop flavors really were just the star. And it was like I had it, and I was like, "This is the best beer I've ever had." Like this is like phenomenal. And uh, but you know, I think I, I may have slightly dimmed on that. But this like it gets into the conversation of like, do you change the grade when you have it again, and it's not quite an A plus because you may have another bottle of it, and it may be an A plus, or it may have been something to do with when I had it at the time. You know, it's, <laughs> it's this goes back to our original design of uh, yep, tap cellar, yep, right? Yep. We originally designed tap cellar to actually um, track your grades over time. Like we had this whole plan for. Oh uh, yeah. For giving you metrics of how your tastes change over time based on how your gra- how you change grades. Right. So and, it, was, and it, it like encouraged that. you to rate things and re-rate things. We tried to do it too, yeah. but it was just <clears throat> doing the statistics and the graphing and all that stuff was just, it was it was too too difficult to get into a 1.0. Yep, so. it was. So, you know, if we have uh, 30,000, 40,000 40, people buy it over the weekend... <laughs> We might want to think about it. There you go. There, there's our commitment talk, to you. Talk to 30,000 people buy the app this weekend. We will, we add, will add statistics. That feature. Tell your friends. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> what, what, other, uh, what other awesome beers have we had since the last show? Oh, boy. I, I actually have a big disappointment. I don't even know if I want to talk about it. Um, I had a beer that I thought for sure was going to be awesome because it's by one of our favorite breweries, but it was not awesome. So I don't know if we should talk about it. Or well, not. tell me so I can put it on my not buy list. It was. Let me look at my uh, at my my cellar here. It was. It was the Haw River. Oh, I had. Bummer. I had the Haw River. It's called Rusted Plow. It was. It was a wild yeast fermented saison. Oh well, okay. And so I thought to myself, <laughs> that's going to be hit or miss right there. And I can tell and you. And it was a miss. It was like there was unpredictable. There's too much f- like funk, and I like funky beers. But there was too much funk, and it was. This was even too much funk for Rick too James. much funk for Rick James. Too much funk for me for sure. And that is a beer name right there. Too much funk for Rick James. Yeah. It's probably out there already. So I was really, really disappointed that I wanted to like it a lot more than it was. Now you know it may have been just that bottle. Uh, that's the problem with the wild yeast and the fermentation. I don't know how long it was fermenting. I don't know if it was fresh or it had been around for a while. Um, that was a a big you know. Wild yeast is also, as you hit on, uh, unpredictable when you bottle and ship it, too. Yes. And, like and that's, that, that could be largely what, what some of the issue was. Um, I had a beer. I'm a, I'm a Haw River Defender. I, well, it's one of my favorite breweries. I mean, we that was that day was trying all their beers. I, it was unbelievably Unless fantastic. Unless you're in North Carolina, you're not probably going to get Haw River, yeah. by the way. It's so really hard to track it down. Out. Small brewery makes awesome, really Really, really like, good. creative, good beer. Just don't get the rusted plow, uh, unless you like super funky, almost like you or know get blue cheese like flavors. Until yeah. you find the, yeah. find the one. Yeah. Um, I had a beer that was fantastic over the holiday, uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Went to North Carolina, and we were in this bottle shop, and we were talking to the owner for a while. And he's like, "You seem like you know your beer. I'd like you to try something." And he pulled out a bottle of. Um, it's called Mexican Cake by Westbrook, Westbrook Brewing, which is a, a mm. brewery down south. 
and it was unbelievably good stout. It had a spice to it. It had it had just everything. And I was like, I love this. I want to buy this. And he's like, well, you're not going to because they've been <laughs> sold out. It was like one of those bottle releases that it all went. Wow, that like was super day. nice of him. Oh they my gosh, I didn't That's realize cool. how nice because I went home and I was telling a friend who's a huge beer nut and he's like, wait, are you talking about Mexican cake from Westbrook Brewing? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that is one of the most sought after beers right now in, on beer forums to, to, to try and find it. I got to say, I love that about beer nerds. Yep. They're super generous. Yeah. And like, honestly, the best thing about beer is sharing it. So like people are just like, bring it to bars and bring it to yeah. like, here, try this, have this. This is great. Well, yeah, he gave me an entire glass of it. Like he finished the the rest of the bottle went to me and I was like, this is That's cool. awesome. And he, you didn't really know him, right? No, I'd only been talking to him. We just sat and made fun of his mustache a little bit. And, and well, I mean, I spent a lot on beer at his place, so maybe that's why. But, yeah, well, there you, you know. go. <laughs> But, no, uh, I mean, he didn't have to. No, we so obviously didn't that, have to. I don't to. want to be cynical. No, so That's it cool. was a, that is, if you can ever get a, a, your hands on Mexican cake by Westbrook, that is awesome. Um, what else? Have you have any uh, beers over the holiday? Well, I have a little bit of a revelation. My wife loves brown sugar by Lagunitas. Oh, that's a good one. So that's cool. Um, went through a whole six pack. I had to fight her for a couple of them. <laughs> uh, I did have a Hopperillo. That's an A. That was good. I brought out a couple beers from my cellar over the holiday. Me too. Season. I had one that I forgot how good it is that is barely in the category of beer, which is Noble Rot by Dogfish Head. Mm. Yeah, that's a weird this, one. This was a 2012. The story with Noble Rot is it's it's like 51% of the alcohol or what is it? 51% of the sugars come from grain. And 49% come from grapes. So it's almost barely a beer. It is great. It's dry, crisp. It's got some really unique flavors. Don't worry about whether it's a beer or a wine or whatever. Good stuff. And it, it aged well for 2012. Um, the other one I brought out was one old Powderhouse by Mystic Brewing from 2011. It was a wheat wine ale. Wow. Aged great. It was super yummy. Um, a, both of those were A minuses. Then a new beer that was an A minus, um, Flight of the Angry Beast, which was a stout <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I saw by that Clown label. Shoes yeah. beer. Um, it was great. It was, um, boy, what do they do to this thing? It's like, they take three different beers that have been aged in three different barrels and blend them together. Then they send them to high school and have them come back. And then they, they blend it with like, some, like yet another beer at the end that is, is just, it's got all these complex, super complex flavors of like whiskey and bourbon and Oak. And, you know, plus it's a, it's a um, stout. So it's got like all the chocolates and burnt grain and, it was it was awesome. A minus. So other than that, nothing else really. Oh, bootleg fireworks. That was A minus as well. I had a bunch of good beers. Yeah, I have too. So here's a quick quick rundown. I pulled out some Bourbon County from the basement, uh, 2014. <sighs> awesome. That's an A. That's gonna um, be my Christmas day. 
Yeah, I didn't get any of this year's, which is a real bummer. Um, I didn't try. Uh. Um, I had uh, Wilmington Brewing Company is a new brewery that has opened in Wilmington, surprisingly, given the name. Um, they had a beer called Tropical Lightning, which was a super fruity, fresh IPA. I gave that on an A-. minus. It was amazing. Uh, Smoking Wood by the brewery, A-. minus. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had that's, that one. That's a, oh, yeah. Wow, that's I had a good it last, last Thanksgiving, actually. Yeah. That is a... Wow, that was good. Clear calendar. Sit down. <laughs> it was Don't awesome. let anybody talk to you. Just enjoy this beer. Yeah, it is an, <laughs> it's a fantastic beer. Um, St. Boniface, which I've talked about, a local brewery here in effort of PA, I had a beer called Libation, which is their, their new double IPA. I gave that one an A-. Uh, I had a... I'm giving all the good good ratings now. Uh, a thing called... Oh, yeah, I drink some crap. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, a, don't want to waste time. Yeah, it's called uh, Tyranny Hoppy Red Ale by Wicked Weed. I gave that one an A-. Uh, really, really fantastic Wicked Weed. Wicked beer. Weed's good stuff. Yep. Um, Redanculous by Founders. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really good one. I gave yeah, it that one a one. B+. Plus. Um, I like that one quite a bit. And also Victory released a new IPA called Vital IPA. I uh, gave that one a B+. Plus. I liked it a lot. Um, and then, uh, let me see what else I have here. Um I think that was the; those were the highlights. That's some really good beers over the holiday, and there weren't there weren't ones that I sat down and drank huge amounts of, but I had a lot of tastes and pretty darn sweet. Nice. It also seems yeah, like cool. um, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, is becoming a little bit of a Nashville East. Uh, four breweries yeah. have opened there in the last year, and they're all uh, two of the two of the ones that we visited were really really good. Oh man, I need to go back. Yeah, I need uh, to go back. Yeah. So we should plan the trip. I'm afraid if I go back, I won't return. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty nice spot. Um, but Wilmington, uh, Wilmington Brewing Company is a really good one. And uh, the other one is called, uh, boy, what's it called? Flytrap Brewing. And that's the one that we went back to. That's where I had the smoking wood. They have guest taps and then they have stuff they make themselves. And the, all cool. the beers were really good. So good beer week or beer two weeks. I love the holiday season. I pull stuff out of my... A seller. It feels like I'm just like coming up with reasons to pull out the good beers yep. and stuff. That's so. the way to do it. This has been a long one, but uh, hopefully people got some good ideas. Yeah. And uh, go check out the show notes if you want links to all the all the non crap we talked about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, this is all stuff that I actually like and use and like think are good good ideas. It's not just like, hey, here's everything available on Amazon. Exactly. Um, yeah. This is all stuff that we want. Or have. Yeah. The stuff cool. that you've said that I want to buy, that's I definitely want to buy it, but I, I recommend Yeah, it. no, these are all things, like, if your wife called me and said, hey, what what should I get Jeff this year? I'd be like, hold on. Yeah. I got a mind map here. <laughs> yeah. You sure do. Boom. <laughs> have you considered toilet bowl cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have fun with your toilet bowl. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>